When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the Lions and Ravens and Chiefs, oh my, oh, sports business God, podcast, no. The Sportacast. You didn't. You didn't. Oh, we did it. You didn't. <laughs> sometimes you want me to be less literal. Sometimes you want more fun. But I'm cliche. With <laughs> come, oh, come on. Come on. You want to take another shot. I'm going to no, give you the mulligan. It, it was all worth it for, to see your groan. Oh, that that lets soon, me know oh. I'm doing a good job. But I, I want to get clear. Do you think about this ahead of time or is it like... No. Okay, good, good, good. That's I good. I don't, I don't want you to. No more than 30 seconds before we start. Right, okay. <laughs> Not that it shows. I was just... <laughs> I was just asking. I think if we Twitter poll this one, everybody was going to agree with me. That's not good. Love it. That is not good. Oh, God. All right, but we have the final four. Is that trademarked? Final four trademark? Yeah, sorry. Um, Normally college basketball, but we have final four in the NFL for the big game because I do know Super Bowl is trademarked. We should, you know what? Story idea, and I hope nobody steals it from listening. We should do a a whole thing on the, on the, the background on the Super Bowl trademark how strictly it's enforced, how people have tried to get around it. That'd be a fun totally. story. Yeah, the Super Bowl and all yeah, that Yeah, the Super Bowl is my favorite. That's from a- yeah. MKTG, right? Uh, I don't remember who it was. But I think it's MKTG. A great idea. Super Bowl is great. Not, not super working. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, all right, what excites you? Ravens, Chiefs, or should we talk about the games we had? Ravens, Chiefs, Niners, Lions. What excites you there? I mean, I think the, the, the big thing here, the Chiefs still being around, The I, I watched the Chiefs-Bills game on You watched the whole Sunday football night. game? I watched almost the entire thing. The sheer amount of Kelsey, not just on the broadcast, Which but Kelsey? On, in the, both. <laughs> oh, just in the Kelsey advertising, in general. Yeah. And, and obviously, every, every time Travis caught the ball, there was a shot up to the box where his brother was shirtless and drinking and, and where Taylor Swift was. The, I, I was even, and I, I, I maybe it's been this way the whole time, I was shocked by the... Between the commercials, Travis is in, feels like four or five different ad campaigns. Jason is in ads. I didn't see the mom, but I know Mama Kelsey's out there somewhere. Um, yeah, the, the the whole thing seemed to revolve around Kelsey and Swift. And the fact that they are continuing to advance in this playoffs must make the NFL thrilled. And if the Chiefs can beat the Ravens this week and and we get the Kelsey-Taylor Swift phenomenon leading into the biggest media and sporting event of the year, the biggest marketing event of the year in America, um, that is a that, that is a, a commercial uh, money, uh, it, it, it's a perfect storm. So, so that's the thing that jumped out to me this weekend. All right, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's just everywhere. And we'll talk about Kristen Juszczyk, and, and yep. there's so much that goes, that goes with it. But what, when I saw Jason Kelsey flexing, 
and I don't know, you're not an old school wrestling fan, but uh, do you remember? Do you, do you remember the guy Jim the Anvil Neidhart? I do not. Know. That's I just I don't know why I don't know if he looked like whatever. I just kept getting, uh, you know, from my youth. I remember just like Jim Neidhart, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Like that's what I kept seeing. That that's what went through my brain. So you can go Google him later. But that's what you know. Again, we all know this brain works in weird ways. Um, but sort of if if you take it as a a full fledged three sixty marketing, <laughs> just uh, just firestorm. My lord, like how, you can dissect the. The game, the brands, the individuals, the league in so many different ways. Um, Lamar Jackson, the, the yeah. next wave of, 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 of quarterback star and, and one of, if not the maybe, actually maybe the highest paid uh, player in, in the league, if not, if not one of them. Yep. Um, yeah, obviously Mahomes and Kelsey and Swift on the Kansas City side. Detroit has been a great story. A franchise, one of the old classic NFL franchises that has not had success in a very long time, having a lot of success and 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 really interesting to think about if they, if they can make the Super Bowl, what what the car companies, which are typically big advertisers in the Super Bowl, what what are they doing? Well, I mean, let's not uh, forget the owner is tied to Ford. Of course, so owner is tied to Ford. Now, do um, I have to disclose that I drive an Explorer? Do I have a conflict of you, interest? You, you, you do not have to. <laughs> and I all, and by, by the way, I also have an EcoSport that so it would be like a teeny teeny <laughs> wide receiver. And what what I mean it's not the expedition. What would is that a tight end? Would would the would the what would the explorer be on the oh. not a fullback? I think tight maybe end? wide. I think maybe tight end. Yeah, yeah, tight end, faster, yeah. you know, big but not so but not the expedition. Yeah, it's versatile. Which would be the fullback yeah, or, a bunch of things, or the yeah. uh, <laughs> the refrigerator Perry. What what car? The Hummer is that the refrigerator Perry? Yeah, that's a right. yeah expedition Hummer. No, okay, just thing. checking. Yeah. Again, um, I, I, yeah. I'm sorry for the way my brain works. That should not have happened, but it amazing. Did. I can't and, help and, it. And the last team we should talk about, we, we haven't really touched on them that much, but the 49ers, right? The, 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 the team that was the best team in the regular season so far this year. Um, they've got a fascinating stadium story. They yeah. just bought into or just bought Leeds, the, the, the European soccer team. Uh, from a from a off field business standpoint, the 49ers are maybe doing some of the most interesting stuff in the NFL when it comes to diversifying their portfolio, looking beyond the the, the real estate and media that we talk about all the time into team ownership uh, is is absolutely fascinating. Yeah, the, cross the, the final don't forget, you know, the 49ers are stakeholders in Elevate, mm-hmm, exactly, along with um, Harris Blitzer. Exactly. So the, the the final four here in the NFL is just chock full of business stories. One thing I do want to bring up, Scott, because it's something you mentioned to me today in the office, the, the ratings are, are going bonkers. Bo- this has been Bongo. an insane yeah. season and starting into postseason for the NFL. The NFL is just at the start of its 11 years of media deals. They, the league has an opt-out seven years in. Yeah, you and I were um, talking about did they screw up not having an annual opt out? I mean, yeah, I was going to pose it to you. No. It sounds like you think yes, but but was there a mistake here, business mistake by the NFL, given how strong at least early into this deal the ratings are that they can't reopen these talks before seven years? Right. Well, do you, would you guess that the NFL would have had the leverage in these talks to say we want a two year re- every two years we want a reopen clause? And I, by the way, yes. If we hit certain metrics, if, if you want to you know, write that caveat in. So you think, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they do that? Yeah, I think that the answer is is who knows. Yeah, it's a good question because I, yes, I think the NFL has has all the leverage, right? The 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 it's the most important partner for any of these companies. It's the it's the thing they worry about all the time. Um, 
yeah, maybe there's a business decorum thing. Maybe they tried. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But uh, yeah, the the fact that it, if if they get six more years of this, they end up in the biggest sports media contracts ever on the history of the planet um they end up dramatically underselling their value um and uh yeah it's, it's an interesting hypothetical um, but it does i think make us think more about at least right now i'm thinking about these deals as seven-year deals not 11-year deals yeah oh absolutely uh, even though if, the if there's an out clause number, yeah they're gonna trick it yeah, things absolutely. are going well and a lot can change, obviously, in the next five years. But um, it, it does at least start to recast the deals to me uh, in the way that I'm thinking about them. All right, Evan, how long has it been since you and I started talking about Roger Goodell's stated goal of $25 billion in revenue by 2025? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe, like, it's 2024. <laughs> you know, like, we're right there on the doorstep. They're 20-some-odd billion. I'm, I'm guessing that uh, whether it be um, they choose to jog through the tape limp through the tape, sprint through the tape that they can get there depending on what they want to do with their business. Yeah, who knows if they get there exactly on the on next year as as Roger has said. Ballpark, but, Roger, ballpark. But, but yes, the, the business of the NFL is very strong. Sports betting is helping. They're doing some some ancillary things around their media deals like the Peacock deal, which you mentioned, um, like the new YouTube, uh, uh, Google, and, uh, and Sunday Ticket deal. There's enough there. One of the things that I know is going to happen at some point in the next decade or so, we're going to enter a, a maybe unprecedented era of construction, real estate projects, new venues like what the like the Bills and, and Nashville uh, and, and Tennessee Titans are doing, uh, probably multi-hundred million dollar renovations. From what I understand, more than a quarter of the league is actively, maybe even a lot more than that, actively considering stadium projects of some sort. So media, real estate, we always talk about those big kind of tentpole revenue opportunities. Stadium money is, is going to boom in the NFL in the next decade. The only question I have for you is who's paying for the stadiums, right? You'd mentioned the Buffalo Bills, eight hundred plus million dollars in public subsidy. The Pagulas wanted a building, okay. The Pagulas wanted public money, okay. You know, coming off the heels of Vegas and Nevada paid a, a chunk of that cash as well. At that time, it was the largest public subsidy, I believe. Now Buffalo has surpassed it. Like I'm not sure what the appetite is anymore. And I ask you just for the heck of it, what was the leverage for the Buffalo Bills? We'll leave. The, we're going to leave the the city. Yeah. The, right? it, Do you really <laughs> want to dare the? But go ahead. What, you already own the Sabres, and now you're going to have to sell that asset because it doesn't make sense to have them both. You know, two teams in different cities. Really, the, the Bills are not leaving. Uh, leaving Western New York. Yeah. The the and, and the Titans, which we mentioned, also got a big chunk of a public money for their venue as well. For, for both of them, I think the timing was pretty good. Coming out of COVID, there were a lot of states and, and, and counties and cities that had were flush with, with money that they had to spend and, and had not yet spent. Uh, th- those are federal subsidies that were given out to kind of encourage um, cities to keep spending. Uh, so the, 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 the bills are a perfect example, I think, of, of, of asking for money at the right time. But it doesn't answer your question, right? Which is, what would have the alternative been? The Pagulas are billionaires. Um, plural, um, certainly would probably have the ability if they had to to figure this out on their own. Um, but as we're, we see, the, the pendulum seemed like at one point it was swinging away from public money going to, to stadiums. And now, at least in the NFL, we've seen the opposite. The, the pendulum swing back, uh, at least in the last few years. This is why I look to, and I know it was a different time, but I look to uh, the craft group. And what they do up there is really, really smart. Uh, if you could Google really quickly for me, uh, what did the Kraft Group, uh, the Patriots, pay for their stadium? And I know it's sort of metal benches. It is not sort of uh, a, a, equipped with all the accoutrements 
that some people would like. That is the trending now. So I'm gonna like I'm talking now, so you can yeah, find no, it. Yeah, no, I have it here. It's like uh, three hundred something million, yeah, right? Three hundred twenty-five million dollars. Okay, so think like about this: three hundred twenty-five and the land around where they're building a whole bunch of businesses that feed the flywheel. You have a hotel, you have restaurants, physical therapy places. I told you the story before where everybody on the hockey team wants to go to Patriot yeah. Place and, and eat just because it's Patriot Place and it's near the stadium. And I'm like, you guys are insane. I'm not driving an extra six miles to eat at the Olive Garden when there's one like a mile the other way. It doesn't make it. But it's Patriot Place. Who cares? But uh, certainly the secret is out that these entertainment districts, that the real estate around, so can't wait to see what becomes of the land around Dodger Stadium. Um, you saw what Steve Cohen has presented if he gets the downstate casino license or one of them, what, what he wants to do to will its point. So, yeah, I think you're right that now we're looking at the sports and entertainment district. We've already had the boom, but now sort of that, that rarify. What, what, do we, what can we do in our market? What's the best way for us to take advantage of it? And uh, that will certainly boost the revenue for all the teams in the league. And to be clear, this, it's, it's the hardest to do this model in the NFL. Because there's only a set amount of only twelve games, yeah. games if you yeah. include post if you include preseason or whatever it is. There's only a, a small amount of dates, and your venue's huge, right? This is not an eighteen thousand seat or fourteen thousand seat arena that you can do concerts in consistently throughout the year. A lot of these are outdoor venues. A lot of them are, are not that hospitable uh, for for a few months a year in the winter. A lot of them are very big. Uh, if you look at what the the Nashville the the what the ten, ten, the Titans are doing, it's a dome stadium, right? That this is part part of that of that push. Uh, they also have a smaller kind of concert e venue within the venue so that they can try to amp up the amount of dates that the thing is in use. But there are NBA venues that get you or NFL venues that get used less than 20 times a year. Right, whereas there are there are NBA venues that are being in used two hundred times a year. There just um, are not enough tractor pulls. That's what I'm. That's yeah. what I'm concluding monster here. Truck there are, there are not enough monster truck rallies yeah. going around for for the NFL stadiums. That said, when when these new venues open, when when the Commanders figure out whatever it is that they're doing, when the Bills get their new venue, when the Titans get their new venue, um, these are all going to be revenue accretive to the league in, in a very oh, oh, big oh, way. Oh, 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 oh. Back, I'm sorry, revenue. A creative. They're, they're creating a, revenue. A revenue accretive? That's Are you the, kidding me with that line? <laughs> that's the mark of a, someone who spent too much time on, on earnings calls, Scott. Is revenue what that is, what that accretive. Is. Yeah, you've yeah. been listening to too many CFOs on Way conference too many calls. Many calls. Revenue accretive. All right. No problem, buddy. So let's good, go from, good a, from a from a, from a a 10-cent <laughs> word uh, to uh, Jason Kelsey word. ripping his shirt off and drinking and jumping into the state, into the fans from his suite at the Buffalo Bills game, jumping into the masses uh, of, of Bills fans. I know you had thoughts on, as much as people are celebrating this as really cool, look, Jason Kelsey's rooting for his brother and enjoying retirement. Um, th- there seems to be a deeper story here that maybe not enough people are talking about. Oh, I'm going to be the grumpy guy again. <laughs> and I, I, I can't help Cute it. It's, just, it's my default setting. I'm, it's cute. He lifts up the girl, shows the Taylor Swift her sign. I mean, that, it's, by all measure, this is supposed to be a feel-good story, right? Like, am I wrong by that? Like, yes. Entertainment tonight. It's everything the NFL wants. It's look at this guy. It's we put us on. It goes way beyond just the core broadcast. You can get what you want. Okay, fine. But I say, uh, and remember, I was watching the malice at the palace. I was the one who informed Russ Granick that it happened and Billy Hunter that it happened. We've had problems with athletes. Does nobody see any problem at all of a former NFL player? 
who is the brother of a player on the opposing team, uh, going into the stands, climbing out of the suite to go into the seats. Nobody sees this could potentially be a problem. Like this, this could start something really ugly. I mean, we all know sports fans, many are stupid. The behavior is asinine, right? Mm-hmm. That, but this guy is voluntarily jumping out. Now, I would ask, since he can jump out of his designated area, he's got a suite ticket where I'm sitting, am I now allowed to climb into the suite because I feel like it and I think it would be fun? Uh, can I take my shirt off and go into the suite because I want to see Taylor Swift and talk to her? Is that okay? I, I mean, again, I don't want to be downer downer here, but it just seems to me that, you know, and you saw police security went to the area. I get it. But man, I just a bad idea. This, this is not a good idea to mix, you know, opposing fans and family members, uh, sadly, because it should be, it should just be a feel good story, but I'm watching this and it takes one person. Yeah. To do something stupid. Throw a snowball at him, hit him in the face. One thing. I don't know how much he's been drinking. From the highlights, it looked like plenty. But that is just a, that's just a recipe. And you got does the NFL pick up the phone and say, Jason, stay in the suite, please. Like we we just we don't need this kind of headache. And then you take it to the next step where we saw another athlete, you know, get engaged with fans and you know, problems do occur. I get the sense that um Taylor Swift has a security team somewhere in that box that if a 300-pound drunk Bills fan had climbed his way into the suite, uh, there would have been severe ramifications for that person in a way that there were not when Jason Kelsey jumped down from the suite uh, into the masses as well. I think you're, I think hey, you're absolutely But my right question is why? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. If he's allowed in my domain by no, my you're this right. is my spot. I bought a ticket for this spot. If he can come if he can climb out of the box and come hang out with me, why can I not therefore climb into the box and hang out with him? I think no, I think you're I think you're you're exactly right. And it is part and parcel. You flicked at it there. 
Caitlin Clark, women's basketball co- college sensation at Iowa, uh, w- was injured when Iowa lost to Ohio State on the road this weekend. Fans stormed the court. A, a, a young woman holding her phone out trying to record the court storming while storming ran here right into Caitlin. Here I am absolutely just steamrolling Caitlin Clark. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think we know how serious it seems like it's maybe not as serious as it, as, as it maybe looked originally, but the, the failure, especially in basketball, but the failure at, at the college level to, to protect athletes from court storming, field rushing, other sorts of interaction between players and fans they seems tried like to have it ramifications in college football, right? And yep. that you are, now you have the collapsible goalposts because they don't want people climbing to yank them down. That thing's going to fall on somebody. Yeah. And I know, again, I know I sound like the old duddy. They should just be celebrating and having a good time. But you just can't have you know a throng of college students storming the court and being right now you know unfettered access to the best player in the country. Can't happen. The, the, the NBA is is the one of the, maybe the most yeah, shocking. Somebody went up to. Le- of, oh, by the way, yeah, we yeah. didn't discuss it, but somebody yeah, yeah. went right up to LeBron the other day. Yeah. And he turns like, who is this dude? You, the fact that you could just run onto a court at any time. Was it Russell Westbrook or Dame Lillard? I know there was some – one, yeah. one of the big stars in the NBA has, has complained about this a few different times. Um, but the, And I think about back to, to, to sports betting. It doesn't seem it, – it's wild to me that it hasn't happened already, that someone with a bet on a game doesn't, doesn't run onto the oh. field on a basketball game to try to block a shot or disrupt something. Um, I am not it, even going to tell you the idea that was floated by our former colleague Pete Coates. Okay. I'm not even going to tell you the idea that was that was floated. I'll tell you off the air. But let people wonder. <laughs> well, take, it I the, know. <laughs> take it to the next logical step from what you just said. Yeah. And he said, if "There's enough money on the game. This is going to happen at some yeah. point." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, I think that I think you're bringing great points about about different fans, different tiers of fans and protecting them. And also, as we saw with Caitlin Clark, doing something to protect athletes from the fact that you can have 10,000 people all rushing onto the field at once before the visiting team gets off the, uh, gets, gets off the court. And, and a lot of these people, people should look at the video. It is, it's infuriating for a number of reasons, but this woman is, is looking at her phone, holding it out, clearly taking a video while she's running. Um, it says a lot about, about young people as well. Young sports fans. Well, we know about that. Maybe the NBA, and players could have their own security force, and I know how they would pay for it. Good segue, Novi Williams. Okay. Yeah, um, no? Where am I going with this? Oh, you're going to, to escrow. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. good segue. They, they, have, they have a new deposit money. that we, This is really great, you know, savings. You, don't, you just put it away. You don't know it's yours, but boom, now it hits, and now you can save it for a rainy day, or you could build an NFL team a stadium. A, a really good story last week by our colleague uh, Kurt Badenhausen, I think a lot of even maybe some diehard NBA fans don't know that NBA players, when they're paid every year, have a certain percentage. It was 15% this past year. 15% of their paycheck is withheld and held into uh, in a separate account in escrow until the end of the year so that the league can figure out exactly how much revenue the league brought in so that they can make sure the players are getting 51%. They want the 50, yeah, the, they want the correct split of revenue. It's that, essentially that is, rebalancing ahead of yeah. time. So you get correct. money withheld from your paycheck and then after the year when the audit is is done, they tell you, "Okay, this is what we got. Here's all the money that we withheld from you." This is how much you're getting back relative to how the league did. Um, it's very controversial in the NHL, as you know, because 
uh, very often players get don't get a lot of that money back. Right. The money is withheld and then it is kept away from them. Uh, in the NBA, uh, it's the opposite. Most likely or most often, players get all of the money back. They're not getting all of the money back from last year, Scott, but they're getting pretty darn close. According to Kurt's numbers, 98% of the money um, is, is going back to players. Um, that, that is the reason why you don't hear about it in the NBA nearly as much as you do in the NHL. Uh, Does but this it, qualify it, as revenue or creative? <laughs> it is not. It is revenue already earned, or paycheck already earned. Um, but I do but think you're gonna get back. It was gone, and now you forgot about I, I, it. And then it's like, oh my god, I forgot I, I had this. Money. I think it's under discussed. He uses the example of Steph Curry, who was the highest paid player in the NBA last year, forty eight million dollars, um, and it's essentially seven million if you if you do the math on the fifteen percent, seven point two million uh, that he is not being paid at the time. Thank you very much. That he's get that, that, he, that he's getting back later once they rebalance all the revenue. So a, a, a good scoop by. Kurt and an interesting look at the, at the way in which leagues like the NHL and the and the NBA, which which promise their players a certain percentage of revenue, how they make sure that that the players aren't getting too much or, or getting too little. All right, Novi Novi, and uh, I'm older than you are. I don't know if you hold Sports Illustrated in the same esteem that I did. You know, I'm in that demographic that yep. grew up with it, and I didn't really um, subscribe to that many things. I mean, I got my local paper, which was great, but I did subscribe to Sports Illustrated. Yeah, the long form was great for me, um, but the real attraction was always the back page. Like I read Rick Riley religiously, and if you want to see sort of the art of a column, go check out the uh, all of Rick Riley's uh, columns from back in the day, and then right on to uh, you know whoever took a spot with it, Selena Roberts. And the, the back page, that back page, uh, for SI, I, I held somewhat sacred. I also, and I don't even know if you know this, but uh, for a short while, I, I wrote a couple of pieces for SI I, I under a pen name. Under a pseudonym, yeah. Yeah, a little pseudonym. Yeah. So, you know, so I, you know, I've contributed to the magazine as well. I mean, I'm not going to wax poetic like <laughs> some of the people have, but uh, it really was sort of, you know, it, it was one of the catalysts for me. Of course, my love of sports was, but I mean, I would just read Rick and I'm like, Oh, what a turn of phrase. Oh, what a great topic. Oh, yeah. look at what, how good was that? And then I did a, and again, I don't remember if you remember, but I wrote a column way back when um, at our former employer when uh, I sent a note to all of the professional sports teams in the big four sports at the time, I believe. And I don't know, it just was an idea when, when somebody said, I want to opt out of my contract, I'm going to be a free agent. And I said, you know what? I'm declaring myself a free agent fan. My, my heart my, my everything, my fandom is up for bid. Why should I be a fan of your team? And uh, the Golden State Warriors went, by the way, went above and beyond. Congratulations to Raymond Ritter, best in the business. But the Warriors went crazy. You know, they recruited me as a fan. They had me sign a fan contract. It was unbelievable. And Rick Riley later cited my column in one of his columns. Mm, I mean, that was holy grail for me. I was like, holy God, I have made it. Like, this guy reads my work. He he liked one idea. Um, I'll tell you that story. And I got to tell you one more with Rick. Do you remember when the the first time the uh, professional bull riders came to New York? I'm like, you know what? I've got a good idea for a column. I'm going to go sit or stand or whatever right on top of the chute. I'm going to be like right there with the bull riders as they let the, the, the gate fly open. Like I'm going to write a column from that. This place is nuts. And I think one guy like broke his collarbone that day. And, you know, I just kind of wrote a column like these guys are absolutely insane. Like these are, these are really crazy dudes. And I'm like, this was good. Like I'm like, 
this was a damn good column. I really it came out well. I'm like, I really like this. Back page of SI comes. <laughs> Riley, the bastard, totally up, uh, uh, upstaged me. He was one of the clowns in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, that's a possible. I felt like such an idiot. I'm like, here I am in the safety uh, of, you know, on top, and he's in the ring putting himself in front of the bulls. So I'm like, that's why he is who he is. Anyway. Uh, and, and by the way, Steve Ruchin deserves a shout out as well. Of course, I was if you're not reading him. Steve, yeah. uh, or should I call him Mr. Rebecca Lobo? If you're He'd not reading Ruchin, yeah. if you want to learn how to turn a phrase, read Ruchin. Like you, I actually I read it from a learning standpoint, not just an enjoying standpoint, which I did. But I would read Selena, and I would read Rick, and I would read Steve to learn how to write. Uh, it's just really, really great stuff, and I guess I'm going off on the tangent here, but uh, it looks like we're we're in danger of SI existing no more. Yeah, it, it, the news, and, and, and I agree with a lot of what you said. I also rushed home on, on Wednesdays or Thursdays to get the magazine, and I read a lot of the same writers, Gary Smith, his, his profiles I, I always loved. Um, and and, and it's, been, it's been a rough go for Sports Illustrated in the past decade. Um, and some, some sad news, uh, end of last week, Scott, the, and I'll, I'll back up for a second because I think it's, it's important context. The way that Sports Illustrated operates right now, the, the Sports Illustrated is owned by a company called Authentic Brands Group, ABG, and they own essentially the licensing rights to and they license it out. Yeah. both celebrities like Pele or Elvis and also big companies. Jack. Um, and they are essentially, they're more or less a licensing business. And for SI, SI has a, a whole licensing division, and then they had the publication. And the publication was run by a company called Arena Group. So Arena Group paid Authentic Brands Group quarterly a licensing right to be the publisher of a publication called Sports Illustrated. Well explained. Last week, Arena Brands uh, did not make the quarterly $3.75 million payment to Authentic Brands Group. In response, Authentic Brands Group canceled the license for Authentic Brands to keep well, publishing. Not only that, didn't missing the three-point-something million-dollar payment trigger uh, yeah, the I'll requirement get, I'll get of a $40 million yeah, dollar yeah. payment? Now that, I, I, again, I'm no professor, but that seems like a bad idea. I'll, I'll get to that. So, so essentially, the license was revoked. Suddenly, Sports Illustrated not able to publish as a publication under the Sports Illustrated name anymore. Uh, a large majority of uh, employees who were working there were informed at the end of last week that their jobs were being eliminated. Uh, you're right. There was a, It triggered a larger provision now that that authentic brands group is now owed 40 million dollars by 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 arena um arena's market cap is 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 like a quarter of that at this at this point um it, it is a, it is another kind of big big cluster of of bad decisions and the end result is we don't know what happens with sports illustrated the publication is authentic brands group going to license it to somebody else does someone else want to try it but the, to me, the most interesting part of this business story is that I get the sense that Sports Illustrated is still a very valuable brand. Just oh, not see, this a, was the, conver- this not was the conversation I wanted to have with yeah. you. This is, like, if, if I am a, uh, a, a media baron, uh, if I am into distressed assets – See, you say it has a, you say it has a lot of value in the SI brand. I'm not so sure where that fits in these days. They've tried to. You saw the licensing on SI like hotels and yeah, they do real resorts. estate. Right. The, the, yeah, the biggest. I, I'm, I'm not. What would you do with it? The, what would you do to revitalize the uh, ESPN? Just took over. That that's the dominant sports brand is ESPN. I mean, nobody 
doubts that. What does the SI brand stand It doesn't even stand for excellence in long form. It's not even the pictures like Walter Ius. It's not even that anymore. I'm not sure what it stands for, so I'm not sure how I would derive the value or extract value from the SI brand right now. Please tell me how you do that. Yeah, so the, the, the three areas that I think they have had three, the most success recently, the 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 uh, swimsuit issue brand yeah. has kind of been transformed into a swimwear fashion shopping brand. Yeah. Um, and I get the sense, at least a couple of years ago, from folks who were familiar with it, that that was a, a pretty lucrative licensing opportunity. I'll ask our friends at WWD. Okay. There's sports betting, obviously. There's SI bet. I, I don't get the sense that the that the product has performed yeah, particularly I don't, I don't well. See that. That's like ESPN bet. That's just a, that is actually that. I'm not sure we can include that because then you're saying there's value in the brand itself, right there. Like, well, it's not. Yeah. So the product doesn't seem to have done very well. They signed a 20 year deal with 888, which is a which is an international gambling company. They get paid a set licensing fee. They get paid um, on top of that revenue share if things go well. And it doesn't seem like it's doing gangbusters. And then they also got a percentage of equity of 888's uh, authentic brands did got a set percentage of 888's U.S. business. U.S. business. Yeah. So that is, again, even though the Sports Illustrated sports scoring that a maybe isn't doing that well, there's economic economics that ABG is sharing in. Um, and then the the SI tickets, which is another, uh, you can think of it like sports betting, another one of the many, many, many ticket buying websites, but one in which authentic brands got money to license the name. The, the margins on licensing, Scott, as you know, is very small. Yeah, very small. Th- these things yeah. don't need to be gangbusters businesses for, an, for, for authentic brands group to make money off of someone that is willing to try and use the SI brand, the SI name, Sports Illustrated, swim, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. They're, they're doing e-commerce. They're doing resorts. They're selling books. There's a whole host of areas where being the owner of the Sports Illustrated brand name actually does seem to have some value. And the no, sad truth is that the, 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 one of those, the, the, what's not on that list right now is, is, is as a publisher, which is the thing that so many people my age, so many people your age, sports fans of a certain era really associate with the name. All right, so let me ask you this then. If I'm Patrick Soonshang, publisher of the yep. Times, and if I'm Jeff Bezos, Washington Post, um, and I'm looking at this, I'm not sure the value of swimsuit anymore. I mean, maybe is this, like you said, maybe it's a lifestyle. Okay, maybe. It's, it's, a, it's a fashion platform. I'm putting that as like still the number one brand, I think, and nostalgic, whatever. Yeah. Tickets and betting does not excite me. I, I understand you have the licensing deal, but to be in the business of tickets and betting just as a branded license, I, I, I just, I don't see that long term as my way of recreating this into something or, or recreating uh, SI into something more powerful. So I, I'm really, st- I, I, I wish it is for me, but the world is my son. The world is the focus group of one and his friends. He does not read SI. He never read SI. He doesn't care about SI. And I don't know what would make him care. Well, I think we're saying the same thing to a degree, right? That like, I don't think there is a reviving SI in any form because I I don't think that, again, I don't think there's reviving it into anything that it was. I think the media world is, is too difficult for that. I think the sad truth is that SI lives on for the next 20 years in these licensing deals, and then when 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 your son is the dominant, then the bugles group, play. That's it. Yeah, then I think the bugles play. I, I, again, I think the, the 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 misconception that a lot of people are making right now. I I think that at least for right now, for for authentic brands group, I think owning SI is great. I think it's bad for it's very bad for Arena, the publisher. It's very yeah. bad for for journalists who work there. 
But separating for a second the SI name from the SI publication, I think is important because one of those things, at least right now, seems totally dead. And the other one actually seems like it has maybe another decade or two of value before uh, it also is, is, is very likely or very possibly dead. All right, my friend, I'll let you close the show on, on, uh, on all that. I used to say this was my thing. Remember when ESPN Mag came in into challenge? Like, do we really need to? Um, I thought this was the best way I could describe it to people. SI goes on the coffee table. ESPN Mag went in the bathroom. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Both valuable for different reasons. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He is right. Scott Soshnick. You can find him on Twitter at Soshnick. I am Evan Novi Williams. You can find me on Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. The show is produced by Revenue. Aaron Greenewald. A Thank you very much to Aaron. She is uh, she is a creative to the show for sure. Yes, she is. Uh, and well so is Sportico's digital media editor, Cora Veltman. We would like you to know that you can follow the show at Sporticast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.